0: of my heart I want to see you I want to see
1: The Lord this evening, Amen. Amen. Good to see each one of you, Amen. Amen. I'm not going to sing. <clears throat> I know y'all are going to be disappointed, in but I'm going to skip that tonight. But I want to get right into the word. I'm sorry. I know. I'm sorry. I'll have to make it up to her. And uh, but it's good to be here tonight. And uh, appreciate the Lord and all of His blessings on us. So. If you have your Bibles tonight, uh, we're going to look in the Book of First Kings and uh, Chapter 18. Begin at verse 41, and uh, titled this "The Sound of Abundance of Rain." Amen. And uh, let's just all bow our heads. Speak to the author. Remember each, each one of the needs. There's many. and uh, But God's great. Amen. He's greater than any problem that we ever have. Amen. And, uh, you know, it, we see a lot of times there's a lot of things that happen, and people wonder where's God at? And if you look for him, he's always right there. Amen. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for your blessings on us. And Father, we're able to come back into your house, Lord, gather around your word, and Lord, I just pray that you just help us tonight, Lord, and just give us what we have need of this evening, Lord, just anoint each one of us here, Lord. There, Lord, there may not be many in number, Lord, but wherever there are two or three are gathered, you're there in the midst of them, yeah. and Lord. And Lord, we know that you're here with us, and we just ask you to have your will and way with us in everything, and. Lord, you know, each one that has a need, Lord, all the ones that are sick and afflicted, Lord, the ones that uh, Brother Ryan has mentioned, Lord, As me that's come across, Lord, text messages and different things, Lord, and Lord, we want to hold them up, Lord, we not always able to remember every name, Lord, but Lord, we, we still want to remember them in prayer, Lord, and Lord, we just commit them each into your hand, and Father, just bless us tonight, and Lord, and for the, the ministry around the world, Lord, there's so many that have needs, Lord, and Lord, we continue to hold them up, Lord, as they press the battle, Lord, there's so many that, Lord, are, are discouraged, Lord, they're looking for answers, Lord, and we just pray that you would go to them, Lord, speak to them, Lord, Lord, you said if we would seek you, Lord, but if, if we would seek first the kingdom of God. Lord all these things would be added unto us lord lord it may not it's not always the the natural or the or the or the physical things lord, but it's spiritual things Lord that's what we're looking forward to lord is the eternal things Lord help us tonight we pray in the name of jesus Christ amen amen <clears throat> first kings eighteen verse forty one says And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees and said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea like a man's hand. And he said, go up, say unto Ahab, prepare thy chariot and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain, and Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was upon Elijah, and he girded up his loins and he ran before Ahab, to the entrance of Jezreel. Amen. God bless you tonight. You can be seated. And one uh, of this is from the from the message, the spiritual food in due season. And brother Brown, speaking, of, he said Abraham was, Ahab was king, his father before him had been evil ever since Solomon. There had been there just been one evil king after the other, and this man Ahab who reigned 22 years in Samaria was the worst of all of them. He was a real modernist. He believed in religion, certainly, and he had everything in a modern trend. He had his 400 Hebrew prophets, all of them well-schooled and trained. God sent him one, and he wouldn't believe it and that was Elijah. Elijah the Tishbite was a man of the wilderness. Not a smooth man, but a, but a rugged man. And one day after Ahab had sinned, until God could stand it no more, he spoke to Elijah in the wilderness. And here he comes down the road to Samaria, as I've often illustrated. Maybe the white whiskers sticking out all around his face, the bald head shining in the sun, little narrow, little old narrow eyes Back there with a stick in his hand and a smile in his face, walked right up to the king of Israel and said, The dew, not even dew, will fall till I call for it. And he and he continues on. So that God that God had called him and dropped down here, and he says, For God would not let sin go unpunished. There must be punishment. What God what good is a law without a punishment? What would it what would it do? Good say it's against the law to run the light, and no fine behind it, or no punishment behind it. It wouldn't be a law, so there's a punishment to sin, and when God makes a law and that law is defied, then there's got to be a punishment for that and He said, and this nation had violated all of his laws, oh, they had big church, they had the temple, they had plenty of educated men, they had prophets all over the country, had schools of them, turning them out like a machine. And they had plenty of prophets, had plenty of priests, they had plenty of scribes, and they had plenty of religion, but they were away from the word of God. Right. So God called a man outside of their ranks, outside of any of their ranks at all, and sent him <clears throat> Sent him in with, thus saith the Lord. Right. And so I just want to lay that as a, as a foundation tonight, uh, looking at a few things that, you know, Brother Branham was speaking of uh, the children of Israel and the kings and the the situation that the country had gotten in. And, you know, here they are. They had, had all that God had, had blessed them with and had carried them all this way. But when they had gotten away from what God had called them to do, God, the place that God had called them to, and and when they had gotten away from all of that, you know they had all of all of the blessings of God and had all of the things that God had blessed them with, but they had gotten away from that and had let all of the world come in and uh, corrupt everything that they had and in the midst of all of that but they when God had had done all that he could for them you know, then it was, it was time for judgment. God had called judgment, you know, he had, because when, when you when you have, you see the condition that the world is in today and all the things that have happened yet, God has blessed people and God has called people. And, and now we see that the time is of judgment. It's, it's all there is that around us, everywhere we look, but praise God. As, as we look here in the scripture, when, when God had called Elijah and had called Elijah to into this position and, and was the prophet for the day and was called to proclaim the word to the people, God took care of his people and he took care of his prophet. When it was, when it was time for, for the word to go forth, there was people to receive the word. There was a group of people that was, it didn't go to everybody, but it went to a specific group of people to receive that word. And, and Second King or First Kings seventeen, verse one says, "And Elijah the Tishbite, who was of the inhabitants of Gilead, said unto Ahab, As the Lord God, the Lord God of Israel liveth, before whom I stand, there shall not be dew nor rain these years, but according to my word." You know, so when, he, when they had done all these things, yet when this happened, that of all that they had received and all the blessings that they had, yet God was trying to call them back to the place that they ought to have been. And then, we, you know, so when Brother Branham said, you know, when when God gives his mercy and grace and it's applied to the people, when it's spurned, then the only thing that's left is judgment. And, you know, he, he made a way, but then, he he continues on here in spiritual food in due season. He said, and, and notice now how he cares for his own before he sent the prophet with the message. He said, Elijah, go down and tell King King Ahab these things. And now when you do, get yourself away from him right quick, for I have a place for you to go during the drought. I'm going to take care of you, Elijah. If you just preach my word, do just what I tell you to do. Amen. So that's what he wanted. He wanted, he had a place for Elijah and they knew what was going to take place because in the midst of, of the word going forth and all of a sudden the judgment was going to fall in Israel and they were going to face the wrath of God. The judgment was coming, but yet God had a place for those that were called and were going to heed the word. God had a place for them to come to, and it's what He told Elijah. Listen before before there was ever judgment coming, He already had a place made. it was already a way of escape made he already had him a place prepared for him before anything ever happened. And praise God, that's the way we are today. And whatever's going to take place in the the future, whatever, praise God, we've already made our reservation. We've already under the wings of the shadow of the Almighty. So whatever comes our way, whatever happens, praise God, we're already protected. (laughs) We're already in the protection. And before the wrath of God will come down, praise God, there's going to be a rapture. There's going to be a taking out of here because whatever's going to take place, praise God, we've already made our way of experience. Escape because the provision has been made, and there's a group of people that have already claimed it, Amen. and they are looking for a way out. Amen. And so we know here, here Elijah and his time when he was uh, down there, and you know he just went down there and he told him, said, "Listen," he said, "Because of the judgment of God, he said, dew won't fall until I call for it. I'm going to be the one now." Brother Brown said, that was a pretty amazing message to go down there and tell him it all rests on me. Yeah, well, right. But it did. Right. He was the prophet. Amen. Right. Amen. And it rested on him that he was going to be the one that was going to bring the judgment because it wasn't, it wasn't him making those, those declarations. It was the voice of God. He was the voice of God for the day. Amen. He was the one that was making those uh, prepara- you know, those declarations. Amen. But God had made preparation for him. Because when he went down there, and in the midst of all this time, he went down, and God had made a, had a place prepared for him, and God took him to the brook Cherith, and he was down there, and in the midst of everybody else, and in this time frame, everybody was wondering what was going to take place, and all of the... the Uh, The heartaches and the problems and all these things that were going on, God already had a place for Elijah to go to. He was down there by the brook. He had water. He He had provision made because the ravens fed him. And he was sitting down there in the rest place that God had prepared for him that nobody else knew about. But God had made it just for Elijah to go to this place. And he was down there and God told him, said, you stay here. Now, what, what what amazing thing. God tells him, said, you stay right here because I have prepared a widow woman for you that's going to sustain you. Now, she didn't realize where she was at. But the word of God had already been proclaimed over her life. She had already, already, because the word of God had already went forth and told her she was prospering. She would prosper. But she didn't know that. But somebody had to come and tell her that. When she went down there, when, when Elijah went down there to see her, you know, she was preparing to die. She had no hope. She had nothing. She was all, everything was gone. All she could see was everything was gone. Family was gone. Uh, everything is dry. There's no hope. There's nothing. We're going to die. We're just going to make our little cake, make our little fire, and we're dying. We're gone. And yet the prophet came and spoke to her and said, can you give me a give me a drink of water? Can you give me a sip of water? That's a and you know what? And she didn't have a problem in the midst of her famine, in the midst of her lack. She didn't have a problem with giving that water. But when she when he asked for a piece of bread, she had a problem with that. Now, I, well listen, sir. We're we're, we're, we're about out. You know, we're, we're scraping the bottom. We, we don't have anything. But you know, it was so amazing. He's like, I know you've just got a handful, but just make me a little cake first. I don't want all of it, just make a little bit. And there had to be something in that woman to, to maybe she didn't know who Elijah was. Maybe she did. We don't know. But there was something about the message that he brought that struck a chord in her that she was like, you know what, I'm going to take you at your word. Right. Thank you. She made this one little cake when she had nothing. Yep. When she had reached the absolute very bottom that she could reach, she made one little piece of bread for the prophet. And you know what? She was blessed because the rest of the time the drought was going on, she never lost. She never went without. It never run dry. She never went empty. When it it looks like you can't, when when it it gets so low, when it gets so bad, see, that's when when God wants you to trust him. Can you put your trust in him when it doesn't look like there's a way out? When it looks like there, where it looks impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. If you can put your trust in him, then all things are possible. See, the devil wants you to continue to think you can't make it. But you know what? If we look in the scripture, we've already made it. We've already over, we're overcomers. We're more than conquerors through him that loved us. But the devil wants us to think we can't make it. But no matter what, just put your faith in God. And whatever he asks you to do, you put your faith in him. You trust him. You have confidence in him. Whether it looks hard or not, just trust him.
2: Amen.
1: Here's from the message, respects. And you, you, you think of the condition that everything was in down there. And Israel in the, the, the condition all at the time. And Brother Brown says, could you imagine that little Jezebel with that painted up face stomping up and down the floor that little hypocrite that little that old hypocrite causing all these little children out here to suffer and all like that elijah was trying to bring them back to god trying to win a nation back to god see and look like she could tell the people and you mean to tell me that you'd believe on a man like that that would close the lands up like this And it not even rain or dew. And all of his hypocrisy or his witchcraft out there, whatever she wanted to call it, and he's nothing but just a witch or a soothsayer or something. He's closed the heavens and it won't rain, making all these people suffer. And you say then, that's the will of God. He said, it was the will of God. Why? Because God had a greater plan. He said, you must respect God. Regardless of what he does, he knows what he 's doing right. did did look bad children suffering, people suffering, cattle dying, sheep dying, no water, nowhere. the nights was hot and sultry, right. the sun was as bright as brass in the skies through the daytime for three years and six months, and Elijah sitting up there on the mountain, said, "Not even dew will fall till I call for call from it that 's right, Oh, how they hated him." How much he was hated because of what... But he was only proclaiming the word of God. He was only speaking of what God had called him to do. And, you know, there's so many people that are just like that today. You know, they spend all their time and, and they, you know, they, they want to use their carnal mind and they think they can figure out and understand the infinite of God. And, and you know, the, but God is more infinite because our minds cannot understand Him. So because He said, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. And you, you would not ever understand God because you know, never, you'll never be able to understand the greatness of God. But, you know, there's, there's many people, you know, they, they want to try to figure these things out, and they, they wonder why things happen the way they do. But God allows things to happen because he's, he has a plan and a purpose that we don't understand. And you know, there's so many people out in the world today, and it's like, well, how can you serve a God that that, that allows all these things to happen and all these things? Because you know, if God was a good God, He would allow, He would take care of these things. And why are we allow all these things that have happened? And you know, all you know, it's just all kinds of problems. And you know, I would never let this thing happen like this. And but you know, we don't understand because God has a plan and a purpose. God God has has a law that's set in in motion, and God allows men to have, have free will and they're able to do things by their own self and they, they allow things to happen and because God wanted things to happen a certain way because he's able to show himself all of his attributes by the things that have taken place and so God allows certain things to happen but God shows because the things that we suffer and the things that we go through in life praise God he shows us his greatness he shows us his wonder he shows us his love he shows us his grace his mercy has been bestowed upon us and it's been demonstrated why because of the things that we've suffered. The world don't see that. But praise God, we see that. And he said, you know, how can you let all these things in the the world just falling apart? uh, You know, how can you say that all this was created by God? Well, it wasn't created by God, but it was set in motion by God. But God allows man to get in his own way and cause all these kind of problems. And, you know, because God, it started with man's reasoning upon the word and to get away from it. And in the end, that's going to be his demise because he's going to spend his time reasoning on the word. He's not going to trust God to believe what God said. Right, right, right. You know, and people... Oh well, if God would, you know, if God could do this or God could do that, I can't believe God will allow these things to happen. But you know, many times if we were to sit down and, and look at things and the way things are in this world, well, you know, it's like today if if the Lord just come along today and took away all the sin, uh, I'm sorry, all the cancer. Let's just say all the cancer in the world. if He took away every cancer case in the world and He healed everybody and He done away with it all together? And there's not ever a person who would never have any kind of cancer, leukemia, or anything. Nothing would ever show up on anybody else for the rest of human existence, do you know that as soon as that would happen, that it would just take just a few years down the road and people would begin to doubt that God ever done that? That, you know, everybody say, well, you know what? Everybody talks about this great conspiracy, this great conspiracy that took place called cancer. Because you know what? I never, I never had anybody that's ever had cancer, never suffered from cancer. You know what? My parents never suffered from cancer. Nobody else that suffered cancer. My grandparents never saw it anybody suffer from cancer so you know what it was just a big lie and everybody tries to promote all this stuff that took place that God killed cancer and you know what so all of a sudden people get to the point where you know what it was just a big lie it never really happened just like today everything is a conspiracy theory and you know everybody gets so worked up about a lot of different things and it would be the same thing because if God removed all of that but there would be one group that wouldn't believe that it actually took place because it never existed But the second group that would come along, if God healed everybody of cancer and done away with it, the next thing is, the next person would stand up and get a, but say, well, you know why? Why are, why are all these children around the world dying of hunger? And why are they, all these poor things happening to these people around the world? And the next thing is, why didn't God take care of this other problem? Yeah. And they never would ever, ever admit that God healed cancer, that he delivered everybody from cancer, and nobody in the future would ever have that they would never ever see that as the work of God because all they would be doing is, well, God didn't do this. We've got all these other problems. Oh, look, at, look at all the other things going on in the world. Well, if God was loving and, and just, why didn't he take care of these other problems? Well, y'all were complaining that he didn't take care of cancer and he done that. But they never, But they never will admit and they never could be thankful for whatever God's ever done. And they're never going to believe what God done. So they, they never can move beyond, beyond that. But, you know, it's like, well, you know, I, I would, I, you know I, if it was up to me, you know, I, I, I just have the, just the, the menpower, the mental uh, capacity. We, we could just take care of all these problems. But the problem is, is it wouldn't do anything. You know, it's just like, it's just like you, you see kids out today and you know, you spend, they spend, parents spend all their time and uh, you can't hurt their feelings and you, and you got to give them everything and you got to, I mean, you just got to, these precious little flowers, these little buttercups, you got to take care of them all the way. That's right. And you help them. Well, we're, we're helping them along. We're helping them along. We're, we're, just, we're, we're just, we don't want to, we don't want to mess up their fragile feelings, you know? Don't be confrontational. And here here's all these here's all these and you you see these kids and they have been they've been babied and they've been petted and and, and, you know they've never had to suffer, they've never heard no, they've never had to suffer any of these things. Do you know what you know what kids that do that, that have had had upbringings like that? Do you know what you know what happens to them? They lose their minds. There are kids today that have committed suicide and they've had parents that have babied them and give them everything under the sun. And you know what? They can't handle life. They don't know what hardship is. They don't know what disappointment. They don't know how to handle that. And so they, if they, it's like, well, you know, I, I'm not going to let them have any of these problems. Well, you're not going to do them any good. You're not helping them. And next thing you know, what are they doing? They're out trying to find drugs or some kind of escape. He's like, well, you know, I, I, I want to help them. I, I want to do everything I can. Well, you're not you're not doing anything for them. It's just like if if you if you had somebody and you were like, uh, uh, you know, the you know the, the world's full, full of Homeless people, and you, you have the world's full of homeless people. And you're like, well, I'm gonna go help somebody. It's like, well, you know, just take one person off the street. and I'm, I'm gonna try to help them. Well, you know what? If they don't want help, you're not gonna help them. You can give them everything, do everything you can, and try to help them, and 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 what? And then it's like, and. If you, if you went out there and you said so, well you ain't got clothes brother let me buy you some clothes well what if they took their clothes and sold them and, and took the money That's right. That's it. if you tried to buy them a place to live or, or anything else everything that you give to them they destroy it sell it whatever get rid of it exactly. I mean how many how, how long would you, would it take before well you know what we're just going to give them more no there, a lot of, a lot of these people that, that well well we just want to, we just want to pour money into everybody and, and do all this and do all that. Well, you know what you, you can't, you can't money, money don't fix problems. There's a lot of problems in this world. You know what it's been? More money has caused more problems. Absolutely. Just added more problems to the situation. You know, like the old saying is you can't buy friends. Because you know what? If you can buy a friend for $5, the person that's got $6, you've lost your friend. And that's all it takes. Sometimes all it takes five and a quarter, and they're gone. But you're not, but you're, but you know, it's like, well, we're just going to give, no, you can't, you can't do that. And everybody's like, well, we, we just want to, we're just, we just pour our hearts out to these people. Yeah, I feel sorry for a lot of people, and I'd like to help, and you you try to help people. But you know what? There's a a point that your investment, there's no return on your investment. And you also have to have some kind of uh, discernment on these things. It's like, because if you're going to help somebody, and they're not going to take your help, then you know what? You helping them has become a detriment to them. And then all of a sudden, people were like, well, I can't believe they done me that way. Well, you should have known ahead of time that it was going to be like that. Right. Right. I mean, the writing was on the wall. And so it's the same way with God. When, when God wanted to help people and try to do, his word is, is, his, is his law and it's the way of his provision and the way everything is applied and supplied is through the word. And God has a law, and if you operate by the law of God, then you reap the benefits of it. And that's the that's the whole thing is it operates by law. And in the, the whole world, and you can't change that. You can't get away from that. If you you have to know what the law of God, the way the law works. You know just. Uh, even in the natural, in the natural world, how, how everything works by the law of God. You know, I mean, you, you, you set something up on a ladder, you walk underneath it, you shake the ladder, and it falls off and cracks you in the noggin. And there's like, well, why, how'd that happen? Yeah. Well, guess what? There's a law called gravity, and there's the laws of motion. As long as you leave that ladder alone and don't walk underneath it, it can't fall and hit you. But as soon as you put yourself in that, in that place, then you're subject to those laws. And you're going to pay the penalty for it. But God has also made a way that if you follow the laws of God, then you know what? There's blessings there. And he will pour out a blessing. The scripture says that he'd pour out a blessing you can't contain. What did he say? He said, Try me. Amen. Well, Because there's a, there's a law that God has laid out before you. If you will operate by that law, you can receive. Right. You're, you're blessed by that. Yeah, right. But see, many people have got to the place, and, and here in the scripture, we see how they got away from the things that God had given them. And they made their own way, and it didn't work for them. You know, in the scripture, Jeremiah tells, and he says, Jeremiah two says, "For my people have committed two evils." He said, "They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, and hewed them out cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water." And so here they are. The they have forsaken me, the fountain of living water. And you know, Brother Brown talks about in, in the broken cisterns, how, you know, here's this clean, refreshing water that's bubbling up, and it's just so wonderful, and here this fountain is flowing before them, and here they are able to receive that, but they've rejected that. And here you know, cisterns. Well, that's bad enough you trying to drink out of a cistern when you've got water that's clear and, and refreshing, or you can drink out of this bug-infested cistern. I mean that's that's the you know that's worse than that. But the other problem was is they had broken cisterns that wouldn't hold water. Nope. Right. Yeah. Sure. So they rejected the living water, and they had cisterns that wouldn't even hold water. Right. Right. So they even had it double times worse. Yeah. Right. And because and here in, in, in Jeremiah three he says, is it because he said, Therefore the showers have been withholding, and there hath been no latter rain, and thou Thou hast a whore's forehead, thou refusest to be ashamed. So here they are when the, when the they rejected the living water, but here the showers have been have been withholding because they've turned away the word. Amen. It was withholding from them, just like it was there in Israel when Elijah was speaking to them. They had rejected the word of God, and the, the water had been withheld from them, and it was because, and just like it was then, they, they refused to be ashamed. And all of that death and all of that stuff that was going all around them, when everything was, they were, they, they were because they, they couldn't see that Elijah was the way out. That God, that God had sent Elijah to bring them back, but they wouldn't go forward from that. They had rejected that. And he said, and they hated him because of what he had done. And it wasn't that. It was God trying to bring them back to the place they ought to be. God's trying to bring them back to the place where God wanted them to be. Trying to show them that God, there's so much more that's that's greater than what you've seen. And they had rejected that. They couldn't see that. And so, Brother Brandon was speaking here at his spiritual food in due season, you know, he was talking about how he was typing Palestine with the United States and how everything had went wrong here in the United States. And he said, then finally the presidents or the kings become, become getting more rotten all the time. And finally they ended up with this Ahab, very tight, typical of our day. And the people had gotten so modern, they didn't want to hear the true word of God, Amen. the true word of the Lord. Because they had gotten away from it because they didn't want to hear what God had to say. No matter, no matter how much you try to tell them what the scripture says, they spend all their time arguing and trying to tear it. Well, that's not, that's not the truth. You know, because they spend more time. But, you know, when you sit down and you begin to look at it, and God will only deal with people that, that want to hear Because you know it can you, you try to help people and try to point them to the scripture and even even when you you point out things that're right in the scripture that directly applies to their their life and their situation, they think they're somehow exempt. Yeah, right. Then all of a sudden, later on, when you go when you bring it back to them and you realize that they have exactly the the consequence of what they've done they've reaped what they've sowed and you go back and say see that's exactly what you've done all right. All right. and all of a sudden when you see that and you take it right back and you point that to them and you tell them listen this is what you've done this is what's happened and they, they'll turn their their nose up they turn their head they're not going to listen yeah. no. right. as I, I, was, I was telling brother Luis Sunday when he was talking about Trying to hold on to things. People People want to, you know, you, you think you're controlling a situation. I, I really enjoyed that. what Brother Louis had to say. You're trying to hold on to a situation. You're trying to control something, and all of a sudden, it starts to control you. you? And, you know, people, people get so wrapped up, they're, they're going to try to, they, they want to control something, and they want to try to guide it this way, and, and that way they're, they're trying to, to lead it a certain way because they, they think they can, they can do that. And all of a sudden, uh, one of the things that come to me, I was telling Brother Luis, you know, you see people, that, you know, because they want, to, they want to control this situation because lots of times people think, well, I, I, I'm, I'm doing this for somebody's good. Because you know what? They, 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 need, they need my help. And I'm going to control this situation. But, you know, the problem is, is later on what happens to people because they're, they're trying to control this situation, that sometimes, you know what they'll do? They'll tell a little white lie. Oh, well, you know what? They, would, they, wouldn't, they wouldn't dare think about doing that, but all of a sudden, you know what? Well, you know what? To, to, because I'm looking out for your good, I'm, I'm, I'm going to tell you a little white lie. Right. Oh, yeah. And you know what else they'll do? They'll steal from you. Right. Well, well, you know, we're just, we're just hiding that from you. We're not actually stealing it. We're just not giving it to you. But we're doing this for your good. And you know what? I don't want you to get too close to this that brother over there. That brother that brother over there. You, you, need, you need to watch out for him. You know, I, I I wouldn't I wouldn't get too close to him. You need you need to watch him. And you know what that is? Somebody will murder somebody's influence. Oh I, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. i just trying to I'm just trying to help that brother out i I'm, I'm just trying I'm just trying to watch out for them because you know what i'm i'm I'm, on, I'm controlling this situation, and then all of a sudden you realize well how many how many of these little white lies can you tell and how far over can you go and then all of a sudden it's like well i, I i'm st- i'm still I'm still right with God, and then all of a sudden you realize. I'm not right with God because there comes a time where you're going to face judgment for that. Sometimes the Lord will send somebody and all of a sudden you realize I got to make a decision. I've either, I've either got to come clean about this situation or you know what I can, I can (laughs) go too far. And you know there's there's a lot of people that that, that they start out doing something they, they, they thought they were going to really help somebody I'm watching out for them. And in the end they've irreparably damaged a relationship. There's 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 kids out there today and I mean they don't they don't talk to their parents. They are so, they are so they are so hurt by their parents. And you know what? And their parents, their parents they, they had all all the right intentions in the world. Sure. Right. But you know what? You can't you can't control those situations. Right. Right. Exactly. If you're not going to be honest with your kids, don't expect your kids to be honest with you. Exactly. Whether whether it hurts you, whatever it does, if you can't be honest with your kids, don't expect them to be honest with you. Whether you've got to go back and apologize or whatever else you've got to do, you've got to be right because you know what if you 're not right with them you can't you can't be right with God right, right. 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 and you know what I would I would much rather show my kids that I can be that I can ask for forgiveness, right. that I can be wrong right. 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 because you know what i'm human right. Right. and and, if, and, I, and I'm going to make failures and i'm going to have more failures, but you know what there's a way that I can take those out we can cover them not trying not trying to hide them because you're not ever going ever hide them it's always it's always going to come out sooner or later just like that just like that woman you know she had had all all that all those psychiatrists and all those problems and you know she she had dealt with all that all those years she, she had held on to all that all, all those years, and, you know, she just about lost her mind, and she had to come see Brother Branham. And Sister Meade come in there and said, Bill, you got to talk to this lady. You, need, you just need to talk to her. And Brother Branham was in there, what, few minutes talking to her and come to find out, oh, I, he was in a car. He was almost hit by a train. And it was years ago. And, and don't you tell nobody about that. I asked the Lord to forgive me of that years ago. He said, yeah, but you didn't sin against God. You sinned against your husband. And that was, your, that was her problem. It held her back all those years because she was holding on to something that happened. And she thought, well, I, I'm just going to cover it up. And it never did get covered up. And Brother Brown told her, said, listen, said, you can go get your husband. You know, you didn't go get your husband because, you know, he's guilty of the same thing. And y'all both need to come. You need to come here. Yep. Right. And that woman jumped up. Not my husband. <laughs> and she went. and Got her husband. He was guilty of the same thing. Right. Said y'all both need to ask forgiveness of each other and pray and ask forgiveness from God. Right. See, it was all built up because she thought she could handle the situation. And she wasn't able to. And it's the same way. You're not, going to, you're not going to get away from the laws of God. It's always going to be there. This is First uh, Kings chapter 18, verse 17. It says, And it came to pass when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubled Israel? And the answer said, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Balaam. Now therefore send and gather to me all Israel and, uh, unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, 450 and the prophets of the groves, 400, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto the people and said, how long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. And the, pe- and the people answered him not a word. Well, you know what? Uh, we don't want to get on Jezebel's bad side, but you know we're in this mess over here. And uh, y'all going to have to make a decision. Right. One way or the other, y'all going have to y'all going have to choose. Yeah. Right. Then said Elijah unto the people, I even I only remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are 450 men. Right. So here they are all these people and all these prophets and they had to come and, and so Elijah made the call to them and told them said listen, y'all going to have to make a decision. Right. Y'all going to have to come because of all this has taken place all these three and a half years of famine and death and all this destruction that you've seen, now y'all going to have to make a decision. Because you know what? If you look at me, I'm the only one following the Lord, but you know what? Look at the rest of you. Look puny, almost dead. You've buried your children. Look at you. Your parents are gone, but look at me. You know what? I ain't suffering. Why? Because I'm not under the wrath of God. Why? Because God has made a way for me. God's made provision for me. Why? Because I'm in, I'm in the, the place of safety. I'm, in, I'm sheltered behind the word. So now y'all got to make a decision. Are y'all going to continue in the way that you are going right now and face death? Or are you going to turn and come back to God? Amen. Because all of, the, all of the prophets that you've heard before I know what God has done and you've seen this as judgment. Are you going to listen to them 450? Right, yeah. Now it's time to make up your mind. This is from the message Spiritual Food in Due Season. Brother Bram said, he said, so he knew that it would take more than just an ordinary theology. He said it would take more than just an ordinary message. He said it would take more than just preaching the word to crack their stony hearts. He knew it would take thus saith the Lord to send that judgment down upon that people. So he knowed that when he went out with thus saith the Lord and it was thus saith the Lord to spurn that was judgment. We see that in our day too. We see that in any day. There's nothing left but judgment when he step when you step over the line of mercy. So when he sees what was taking place, they come to that place and he realized that it would take more than just preaching the word because he came because that's the reason he brought them all to the Mount Carmel had that Mount Carmel showdown. He said y'all got to come here and make a decision. Amen. Why? Because he said now it's the time y'all going to have to decide whether you're going to listen to them or you're going to listen to God. Is God true? He said, now that type there, he said, I'm going to type Elijah with the church today. The church of today, just before judgment, he received this message. Elijah represented being cared for in the natural, his natural food, because it wasn't going to rain now, according to the word of God, for three years and six months or until Elijah called for it. Whatever time you say, Elijah, that's what it'll be. Therefore, he walked up to the king and said, there won't even be dew till I call for it. He said, that's quite a load, isn't it? That's quite a message. He said, now we're going to type that with the spiritual drought of today. Now, we all know that we are very aware that there is a great spiritual drought in the land today, spiritually speaking, and you know that there is a famine in the land. I'm sorry, that it was predicted by the prophets just before the second coming of Christ. He said, there would come a famine in the land, and it wouldn't be for bread alone, but for the hearing of the word for the word of God. And that day is now hearing the true word of God. Now this types, the natural drought with the spiritual sin and unbelief by false teachers and modernists in the church had brought the place to this coming oncoming judgment. Then they had turned from God's word and his prophet to a modern theological terms of the word. So we, we say how, it, you know, because you see the way the, the world is today and, uh, you know they, they have the the modernist and it's really interesting that lots of times when you read Brother Branham, he'll always say a modern Billy Graham. Why because what why did Billy Graham go to? He went to the world. The, because they had, they had their own way of believing and they had turned away from the word. They had this modern way of thinking because they was just a group. And when you go back and study it, you know, all of the things, all of the miracles that took place in the scripture didn't take place. Jesus wasn't born of a virgin. All the other things that was written in the scripture, they don't believe any of that. They've got, they've got their own modern way of believing it. Well, how in the world did a virgin conceive How in the world did he part the Red Sea? How in the world did he open blind eyes? They didn't believe any of that. Well, Jesus was just a good man. Jesus was just a prophet. Some people are out there and they don't even believe that Jesus existed. You know how do you how do you know that Jesus actually existed? That he wasn't just some story that was concocted by some Hebrew Shakespeare. And you know, what? And people, well, I, well, I don't, I don't know, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I don't know. I, I just, I, I just wonder. And so they they spend all their time. We well, see they have all of this. Everybody's so wishy-washy. There, nobody's stable. No, nobody's in a in a solid place, and nobody nobody sees. But you know what? It's the, if if God speaks to you, and God God reveals Himself to you, then it's not then it's not just just what Mom and Daddy said. Amen. Mom and Daddy may not even know anything about it. But you know what? If you have a personal experience with God, when you've, had, when you've come in contact with the supernatural, when you've had these things happen to you, it don't matter what anybody says. You know what? It, you, can, you can stand up and you, and you can bring everything in the world and try to convince me this ain't the truth. Well, guess what? You're, you're too late to the party. You're not going to convince me that this is not the truth. See, you can't, you can't show me that it's not the truth. I've already I've already received my portion. I've got I've got my confidence. And everybody else can be walking around in a in a drought and and they can go through all this in the famine and everything like that. But you know what? I'm feasting on manna. I'm I'm feasting on the word. And then, and this is from the junction of time then brother brother says and then just before that God brought the showdown to show who was God. He said, "There come a time that there was a prophet came into the land by the name of Elijah, who was anointed with the message of God, and he performed the miraculous and proved that omnipotence still was miraculous." Amen the prophet stood out there and closed the heavens that it didn't rain in the days of his ministry. And he brought the rains down out of the heavens and give the earth and angels appeared on the scene. Hallelujah. Baked him some cornbread and they kept him 40 days alive while he was out there in the wilderness. So what, you know, when he called but God wanted to show them what was going to take place. Then he was, he was showing what was going to take place. He was showing he had somebody that was had went through these things. it just wasn 't him talking about it he knew what the, he had seen the supernatural he went through the supernatural and then he was manifesting the supernatural but to those that believed they saw that just in our day see a lot of people they don't they don 't believe that, but you know what but those that have God, God has showed mercy to. To come to open our eyes we've seen the supernatural we've seen the miraculous we've seen the omnipotence of God we've seen these things take place whether whether nobody else believes it or not we've seen it take place we know what's truth we've we've, we've, we've experienced this and so when you see all these things that, that came down he you know he, he told all of them now. I've, I've witnessed these things, and God has told me what's going to take place. And he called all the people up there to Mount Carmel, and he had all those prophets. And he told those prophets, he said, now we're going to, we're going to see who answers, whether God will answer by fire or will Baal answer by fire. Why? Because, but you know, he, he said, listen, I've had this supernatural, and I know what God's told me, and i tell you what's going to take place. We're going to build the altars. We're going to have the oxen. We're going to have everything set in order. And he said, then we're going to see who answers by fire. We're going to have everything set in order like it's supposed to be. Well, we're going to see who answers. And they said, you know, the prophets of Baal spent all their time out there cutting themselves and praying and and seeking, seeking Baal to come and answer. And, you know, Elijah was sitting over there just resting and relaxing and saying, well, maybe he went fishing. Maybe he's out somewhere. But just look. Y'all need to yell a little bit louder. It's like, is this all you got? They're out there cutting themselves and everything like that. Going into a frenzy. And you know, I was like, well, let me, when y'all get done, I'll start mine. But he just kept going on and on and on. All day. All day. All day they were out there. And nothing ever happened. But the scripture says here in 1 Kings, and it says, And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice. When the evening time came. Why? Because Elijah had the word of the Lord. And he knew when, it, when, it, when to do these things. He had said everything in order. And he knew when God wanted it done. He said that Elijah the prophet came there and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, that thou hast turned their heart back again. He was going to show them what they, who he was Amen. and that he's turning them back because that was the word that was given to Elijah, just like in our day. There was a word that was given in our day to turn our hearts back. Amen. He said, then the fire of the Lord fell and consumed the burnt sacrifice and the wood and the stones and the dust and licked up all the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces and they said, The Lord, he is the God. The Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook of Kishon and slew them there. And Elijah said unto Ahab, Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. And that's where we started our scripture this this afternoon, reading from. When did they hear the sound of? When did, when did when did the prophet hear the sound of abundance of rain? When the judgment had fallen and it had, uh, the judgment had been fulfilled. Why? Because all of those prophets were taken down there and destroyed and killed. When all that had taken place, and because of what had taken place, because of the battle that took place when the, when it when the showdown took place and the people and they turned their hearts back because what they had saw and they said, He is the Lord. He is the God. He is God. He answered. He answered by fire. The Elijah's God is correct. He's calling us back. We've been under judgment this whole time, but he's bringing us back. He wants us to come back. Amen. And when they turn their hearts back to fall on the ground to worship God, and, and we're coming back, Lord. We've been away, but we want to come back. And when they, when they step forward to do that, then all of a sudden, then Elijah says, listen, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. I hear, I hear a rainstorm coming. Why? Because judgment is passed. See, now we're stepping into this. See, when God has called us to this, God has called the the messengers. And this is from the evening message. Brother Ram said, Therefore, when God sent forth his prophets, his messengers of the Testament, he spoke to one man, and that man had to bring the message. Others went from him everywhere bringing the same message. He said, but there had to be one headquarters. God has always had it. He said, I'm thankful he has got it tonight. That's the Holy Ghost, of course. See, we all know. Now, not some group, but the Holy Spirit is God's headquarters. That's God's messenger of the hour. Amen. Now, what is it? To the prophet that the word comes, always come, if they are true, a true prophet of the of the word... God vindicates his word by that prophet. Now, there's, there's been many false prophets, and we've had them all through the ages. We go back to the Old Testament, and we see them rise up and speak in the name of the Lord. And it wasn't right. God would have nothing to do with it. He never vindicates nothing but his own word. Anyway, he wouldn't run his business like that. He has a, he has a plan, and he has a purpose, and he brings it to pass. He has, a, he has a will, and it's his word, and he brings it to pass. And he vindicates his own word. He said, just remember, God only vindicates his word. And only a true prophet, the only way you can tell whether he's true or not is by the word. That's the way to judge him. Whether the word comes to pass or not. Well, because if it's showing exactly what the scripture says... And that's exactly what it done was when they came out there, the God came and vindicated exactly what he told them. And it's the same way it is in our day. We've received a message. And because, you know what, as, as as you begin to not not look through some denominational ideas or read some denominational book, but if you sit down with an open heart and 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 seek God and you begin to read the Scripture, then all of a sudden you begin to understand that this message is the Word of God. It's not some part of it, but it is the Word of God. And you know what, there's not, there's not some, you know, 60% or 70% or this or that or some, you know, Brother Branham was confused. No, Brother Branham wasn't confused. He was the mouthpiece of God whether he was so he was either one hundred percent right or we need to get rid of all of it because it either has to be all right or all wrong and we 've got to have it just like that we 've got to lay our put our whole confidence in it we 've got to put our stake our whole lives on it that it 's actually the truth or it 's not you 've got to believe that it 's the truth it 's thus saith the Lord or it 's not.
0: Exactly.
1: The more you put your trust and confidence in God, the more you come to see that it's the truth. It becomes real. It becomes manifest. Right. This, is the, this is from the message. Look, Brother Bram says, he says, what are, what are you looking at this morning? He said, what are you looking at? Did you stop in this he- hideous, hectic day that we're, that we're living in? He said, what are you looking for? God has placed everything, the troubling of the waters, that that first little move, people jumped in. The sign of in the hand in the sky. I just said that cloud, the size of a man's hand like a vapor. What is it? He kept believing. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. That cloud became two clouds. Two clouds became a hill and a, a hill became a mountain. The mountain became another mountain. The first thing you know, the whole skies was thundering and rain falling. What was it? He accepted what God Sent, and this morning, if, if that little thing has touched your heart, and it says, "I need that," that's little sign, the sign of a of a hand of a man. Come. Amen. So if you see, just like he said, he, he saw that little, he heard that sound of abundance of rain, and everybody's like. What's he looking at? Yeah. I don't see nothing. Right. And when he sent his servant up there on the mount, he said, go look. Go look. I see nothing. Go look. I don't see anything. Go look. Yep. When he went seven times, the only thing he saw in the distance was a cloud the size of a man's hand. And that, and that was the confirmation of the rain that he had heard and he saw that that was the confirmation and Elijah's up there telling that Ahab you better get in your chair and you better get back to Jezreel because you know what you're not going to survive this storm right, right, yeah. said you better go you better get you better get prepared because here it comes here comes all this the, the rain that's coming and all of this and they they That, that, just that little cloud of a man's hand, that, that's all you see, that's all the evidence, but that's all the evidence that you need. The scripture tells us that, that all of a sudden, in the scripture, it tells us that when you saw, later on, they saw it, and all of a sudden, the skies were so black, and all of a sudden, the rain began to fall. All of a sudden, it started with what, just one little, just one little cloud, Brother Bradford says, and that's the way about people who want to get healed. He said, if they they can just have one little visible evidence, like like Elijah when he said, Gehazi said, I see a cloud about the size of a man's hand. Elijah said, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. He saw the evidence. That's why many times I tell the people, go on, start praising the Lord. See? Because that is the adopted baby, because that it's in their intellectual until it comes into their soul that they're healed, then faith makes it right. He said, you've got to know what you're doing. You've got to have confidence in what you're doing. So if you would just take him at his word, whether you see the evidence or not, but if you, but if you have confidence and believe that God spoke to you whether, you, whether you see any evidence or not, but if you take God at his word, then he said just continue to praise God for it because it's going to come to pass. All you've got to do is believe it. So you just keep holding on because it's going to take place. See, Brother Brown says, and we'll finish with this. But, you know, we see, we see all these things that are taking place if you, if you have a need you just p- trust God because if God's ever done it one time in your life Amen. if he's ever healed you one time if he's ever healed anybody of it one time then you know what he'll do it again Amen. you don't have you don't have to whether uh, you know worry or, or fret over whether God's going to do it or not because like I, like I preached before you know if you take God at his word it's it's just like having a court trial you go before God you don't have to plead and beg all you got to know is what the word says and apply the word to your situation. When you go to court, you know, you take the law and say, this is the situation and this is what the law says. And as long as you meet what the law requires, then you know what? You've got to have the judgment go in your favor. And that's all you've got to have. You ain't got to get in there and try to plead and beg and tell a sob story to the judge. The judge don't care about none of that. Judge, the judge wants to know what the evidence is and what the law says. And if you have somebody, and let me tell you, see, we've got the judge and the jury and the lawyer all on our side. Why? Because he's the Lord Jesus Christ. And so he's got it, and he comes into court, and all you've got to do is believe him. Just trust in what he says. That's right then you can receive exactly what you have need of. We'll finish with this. This is how the musicians come. He says, he said, and we look down, he said at this blessed old word, and and it said these days would be here. And here we stand. We see the omnipotent God with his arm outstretched and signs and wonders are coming We hear the sound of abundance of rain in the air. We know that we're in the great day of the last rain when Satan will be bound and cast into the pit, chained with a chain of circumstance that he cannot come out and deceive the nations no more. And a thousand years millennial reign will take place on the earth while we're glorifying our Lord Jesus and adoring him, crowning him kings and kings and Lord of lords. He said, And this old sinful earth will bust open some of these days when the atomic powers are loose and the hydrogens will, and every sea and the water and the sea will weep till it's dry. Oh, God. And the sun will fail to shine and the moon won't give its light and the stars of heaven will fall like an untimely fig tree when she's shaken of a mighty wind. And men will cry for the rocks and the mountains. And what this little light Would amount to then, then the dead in Christ shall rise. Oh, what a paradise! Nation shall not lift up sword against nation anymore, neither will there have to be a prayer line for the sick. Today is the day of salvation. What a great day that we're looking forward to because one of these days all of these things are going to be over with. We see that we see that judgment's at hand, but praise God, we have a way of escape. Amen. God has made, a, God has given us the provision. God has given us everything that we have need of. Let's all stand this evening, and if you have a need, then then you know, claim what belongs to you. <laughs> you know. What? You know, a man, a man is just as good as his word. But you know what? A, a man that gives you his word, you know, you're just, you're only as good as you believe that. Because if somebody stood there and says, well, I'm going to give you what you have need of. Mm-hmm. Whatever, whatever," you know, <clears throat> you give your money or whatever, whatever it is. And you know, you can stand there and hold it. Here you go. If you ain't got faith to walk up and claim it, right. then what, what is it? That, that, that you don't believe that, that He would give that to you? Yeah, come on.
2: Right.
1: And many times we, we, we hinder God because of our unbelief. Yeah,
0: right.
1: Because God's trying to bless us, and we well, I don't I don't know. I don't know. And sometimes God wants to see how long you how long are you gonna stand there. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. True, man. Are you are you willing are you willing to wait? God told God told Abraham that that he was blessed, that he was going to have a son. Yeah, right, right. Everything everything that, that belonged he said everywhere you put your foot and everywhere you look All this belongs to you, Abraham. You see this, and it'll belong to your seed.
0: Right.
1: And can you count? Can you count the stars? Can you count the sands on the beach? That's the number of of your seed. An old man that was one foot in the grave, one on the banana peel, and he's going. He's going to tell you, I'm going to have children. You need a psychiatrist. Need to put you in the rubber room somewhere. But you know what? That didn't change Abraham. That didn't change Abraham's faith. And you know what? Even, even when Abraham failed, and lied, you know what? He didn't change the pro- promise of God in his life. And you know what? He picked himself up and kept going. And what did Brother Branham say? The seed of Abraham. He said, every, the bride, he said, would take the same journey. He said, every son of the faith takes the same journey. Amen. So if you fall, guess what? Abraham did too. But God kept his hand on Abraham and the promise didn't change to Abraham and he was more than a conqueror. He received He received the promised son. It didn't, it didn't stop when, when he fell and, you know, he got all confused and decided he was going to follow his wife's doctrine. It didn't change the plan of God. It might have made it a little hard on him, but it didn't change the promise of God. Because God had, had it one way of what was going to take place. He had one son. Now, he had other children. But he had one promised son. That was Isaac. Isaac was going to be the one that was going to bring forth, that was going to fulfill what he told Abraham. And you and I are the same way. God has called you. Nobody else can take your place. Because if God spoke to you, then you know what? You're the one that's going to overcome. You know, we're no match for the devil. But you know what? with us in the word and him in us the, the Satan's no match for us he's no match for the word and that's what God has given us amen God bless you this evening let's ha- sing a song
0: Jesus has a table spread where the saints of God are
2: fed he invites his chosen people come and die with his manna he doth feed And supplies our every need Oh, to sweep the supper with Jesus all the time Oh, come and dine The master called of come and dine You may feast at Jesus' table all the time He who fed the multitude. came the land thus obeying Christ's command for the master called unto them come and dine there they found their heart's desire bread and fish upon the fire thus he satisfies the hungry every time come and dine the master called it come and dine you may feast at Jesus' table all The Lamb will take his bride to be ever at his side. All the hosts of heaven will assemble Be Oh, it will be a glorious sight all the saints and spotless white, And with Jesus' they will feast eternally. Come and dine, the master called it, come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time. He who fed the multitude, turned the water into wine. To the hungry call, now come and dine.
0: Come and dine, the master
2: call. Come and dine. You may feast at Jesus' table all the time.
1: Praise Amen. the Lord, Amen. All you gotta do is come and dine. Well, praise the Lord, Amen. Well, you have anything? All right. Before we dismiss anybody, all hearts and minds clear. Amen. Flowers are free. Oh no. That's from Brother Paul's family, Sister Frida. Amen. Continue to remember them in prayer. And uh, certainly miss her. That's right. But I'm glad she's finished her race. Yeah,
0: that's right.
1: She won. And she's got she's got a that eternal healing. Amen. And, and so we gotta fight our our battles. And run our race,
0: and we just press
1: press on, and it won't be long. Thank the Lord that we'll soon be done with troubles and trials. It's a great day coming. Amen. Amen. Let's just all bow our heads, be dismissed in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you, the Lord, for this night, Lord, and all your blessings on us. And Lord, we just. Pray, Lord, that the words we've heard tonight, Lord, we can apply them to our life, Lord. Lord, realizing that, Lord, that you've made a way for us. And Lord, we just claim what you've given us. Lord, what a wonderful thing to realize that who we are and what, what has been given to us in this hour, Lord. Lord, it gets, it gets dark and, Lord, the world looks in such a bad condition, Lord. But thank the Lord we, we knew ahead of time what was coming. Lord, that you've told us how these things are going to play play out, but Lord, you you made a way that to realize that we, before all these things, the judgment comes, Lord, Lord, we're going to be in a better land, Lord. There's a place for us to go to, Lord. We're just so thankful for that, and Lord, there's, Lord, there's so many that have have a need, Lord, and we just pray that we continue to hold them up, and Lord, you bless them and just watch over each one as they travel home tonight. And Father just prepare us for Sunday. And Lord, as we come back together, Lord, we just pray that you just be with each one. And Lord, and just watch over and keep us and we just want to just say that we love you. Lord, for all that you've done for us. We just can't thank you enough. Lord, we commit all things to you in the name of Jesus Christ. We pray. Amen. God bless you dismissed.
0: Turn the water into one to the hungry call it now. Come and sooner.